This episode of Nintendo Power Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Boss Rush Games. I'm your host and I'd like to Eddie V. Join me, so one, the only bossman himself, Mr. Corey Deary. Hello, good sir. Hello, Ed. It is uh, the summer of gaming season, as they now say, instead of E3 season. Yes, everybody. <laughs> I, so I think stupid. we're... This is like a special Power Block mini-soul? Mini-block? we're just we're just going over all the announcements that were made during summer games fest and summer of gaming and whatever that we so now that e3 isn't a thing anymore we need a cohesive term uh to call everything because we would always just say oh it's e3 but like even even for the stuff that's not e3 Mm -hmm. and uh now everybody has something different, right? Like Keeley has a summer games fest. IGN has summer of gaming, you know, Xbox is kind of doing their own thing. Then there's the wholesome direct, the devolver. What do they call it this year? I forget what they called it. Uh, you know, their direct. And it's just like, man, it is just all over the place. Like that, as much as I don't miss E3 in particular, like it was nice to have that kind of cohesive, uh, that organization time yes the organization yeah. you knew when things were happening and it's just like oh my gosh this stuff's all over the place right. and i know like I... the summer gaming website has or, or the uh summer game fest has site has all that information on it in the schedule and everything for everything but they're not involved in all of it and so yeah that just weird in everything and i because like anapura anapurna they're like in two more weeks. So it's just like their direct hasn't even happened. It did whatever happens yeah. in July and stuff. Like, yeah, there's the, something uh, is happening in July. I forget which one's happening in July, but there's one in July. And like, it's like, the why? Tri- <laughs> right. Like the, Tri- the Tribeca Game Festival. Didn't no one know. Um, the Summer Game Fest, and nobody knew and stuff. Not the Kitty's thing, but it was another thing and stuff. And I'm like, Man, this I think it, that was the one thing because me and Daniel kind of talked about it. Just like this, these shows was just everywhere and everything. Mm-hmm. So that is the E3 part in the sense. Um, because like if you went to an E3 convention, everything was everywhere. Like Nintendo had a spot, Microsoft had a spot, Sony, and then whatever third party. So going everywhere to get the information that's E3 ish. In a sense, uh, I I think I would just call it a summer direct. Like this is just a summer direct, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, something simple. Uh, I know showcase is a big thing, but I'm like, no, summer direct just feels fine. For yeah, game. it's 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 weird, but it's fine. We're yeah. still getting game news, so whatever. It's just it's hard to say. Well, during summer game fest, this will happen, and during the show, you know, whatever. It's fine. Right. Also, it's oh. worth noting that we're recording in the middle of the day <laughs> because <laughs> yes, my, well, my <laughs> that is. yeah, yeah, my wife and daughter are 
at ballet and then they're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese after. And I just put my son down for a nap. So we're trying to get this out of the way, <laughs> not like out <laughs> of the way as in like, well, we need to get it done. But like, you know, no offense, but we're we're also recording video game book club tonight for Zelda. And uh, I don't really feel like recording this at like 1130 at night. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. And uh, today is my mom's birthday. Ooh. Um, so we're going to go out to eat for our birthday. And I got her a car and everything. I just got to put it together because I kind of want to give it to her so she can read mm-hmm. it and everything. Um, so uh, we, we talk kind of talking about just like, what did you get for the woman who has everything <laughs> for her birthday? It's, it's so hard. There. A hug. True. Yes. Um, <laughs> but Corey, uh, we do have a lot to discuss, um, but before we get with that, everybody, um, I do want to let you know that uh, we are going to be getting more to our summer panels and things um, in July, um, and I think we are taking the our summer break for uh, pop not pop block for uh, Boss Rush um, sometime in July. So we will have recorded content. But as as content creators, we won't be recording for a week. Um, so we will give you guys that heads up. And you still get content from Patreon and everything. So just want to let you guys know that that's happened in July. Um, Corey, I want to ask you, before we like jump into like Xbox and all these other presentations, um, do you feel like Nintendo should have been here? Because I've been watching a lot of other people podcasts, and they feel like, they really missed Nintendo's presence in the summer direct. Well, to me, to me, I feel like Nintendo is like waiting for all this to happen so, because they, they are very deliberate on when they place things. Right. And mm-hmm. if they, if they wanted to show something here, right. Like, you know, and, and I know Nintendo has a good relationship with Jeff Keeley, Right. And they may have shown something, but like, I think whatever Nintendo's about to do, there's something. I think there's bit something bigger than we expect. I'm, I was really thinking about this because obviously, Xbox had a killer showcase. Uh, Ubisoft yes. showcase was was pretty great too. And you know, I I think, I think that that Nintendo is deliberately avoiding all this so that the new cycle doesn't, you know pass them by you know mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of and i know nintendo is like every time nintendo shows something they're always the highlight of of the of the show especially you know with the switch being being as popular as, as it is and, and the games being as popular as they are uh but sometimes i think companies don't especially nintendo i don't think they sometimes they don't see that and and a lot of companies want to have their own thing that yes. way that that way that the new cycle doesn't rush by them. Right. I mean, look at summer games fest that Keely, like Keely went first. Right. And nobody, nobody's talking about that one. They're all talking about the Xbox and the Ubisoft ones. Right. Because they went last and they were the most impressive. And uh, so I think, I don't think Nintendo wants to get caught up in all that either. I think they want to, I bet, I mean, we kind of talked about it already. I think we're going to see something at the end of June, early July, um, mm-hmm. There's rumors floating around that it's going to be first and third parties floating around. It's going to be a smaller direct, but if a still like a full direct. Uh, 
So we'll see. Although you and I have kind of also tackled that maybe Nintendo just does a Pikmin specific direct and then a partner yeah. showcase, which is something we also tossed around. So I don't know. We'll see. I I don't I, I do miss when Nintendo doesn't quote unquote participate in these things, but like it just seems like everybody's doing their own thing right now. And mm-hmm. Nintendo has always done their own thing. So Nintendo Nintendo fans need to be patient. Nintendo knows what they're doing and they'll they'll show something when they're ready. Yeah, because they're I know they're supposed to be having a summer tour lined up. They're supposed to be having their like fan fest kind of thing. Um uh, mm-hmm. and uh games uh, um the one in Germany, Gamescom. I know they're supposed to be mm-hmm. attending. So it's kind of I think it just feels so weird that Nintendo isn't here. But because we've been focused so much, and even here on Poblock, we've been focused so much on Xbox needing to show something. They literally delivered. So Xbox is getting that good press by word of mouth. And and, pe- and it's not to oh, say man. that, sorry, not to interrupt, but like Xbox did show quite a few things that were coming to Nintendo Switch, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the Persona stuff, I assume, is coming to Switch. I think they confirmed as much. Uh you know, I bet that that um, Tower Towerborn, that game that Microsoft oh, is publishing from Stoic, I bet that comes to Switch. That looks like a pretty easy game to maybe move to Switch. Uh, doesn't it, look it, too intense for the console. It looks, to, to, to tell you the truth, it looks fitting for not only just Xbox but for Switch. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's there's a lot of stuff like that, and obviously Ubisoft showed off the last DLC for Mario Rabbids. They showed mm-hmm. Prince of Persia, which looks awesome, by the way. Yes. Uh, those are coming to Switch. Summer Game Fest had a few things. So, I mean, there's still Switch things coming, right? Uh, yes. But, you know, it's... Uh, it's... Uh, yeah, having Nintendo there directly kind of... It didn't feel weird, but it was missed, you know? Yeah, and I was watching... February's direct and uh they still like half of that list of games that they announced they still don't have a date like we don't have Fire Emblem uh DLC yet for and, and everything we don't have a date for that um I know that we got um the ones who switch sequel coming up this month and Pikmin mm-hmm. next month but I'm just like we still got content for the rest of the year for Nintendo, we just need to see it. But our the content that we really needed was Microsoft. Um, so do you want to start off with Xbox? Um, or did you want to save Xbox for a little bit? I mean, it, does, it doesn't matter. I mean, we could probably go in order, I guess. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that was like really exciting for me as mm you know, an Xbox player from the Xbox showcase. I think even games that I wasn't excited for, they did enough for me to at least be like, okay, I definitely want to like see that. Um, but also like summer, summer game, the summer game fest proper showing showed yes. quite a few things too. Right. Like, uh, so I, I guess we could start there. Do we want to talk about mainly things that are coming to switch or do we want to talk about everything or somewhere in between? 
I mean, somewhere in between probably would be think, all right. I don't think we yeah. don't need to go over every single thing that was Everything. announced, right? So yeah, because like starting it off with Prince of Persia, the show was like starting off with a banger. That game mm-hmm. looks amazing in this animation, the moveset. And what's funny is that it, I think, between me and you, it met a lot of our requirements. Awesome artwork, mm-hmm. um, some great action. Not really worried about it was a Metrovania, but it did have that Metroid Dread cutscene kind of on a uh like diagonal kind of feel to it and everything. Mm-hmm. And it the the character design is so much better. It looks really yeah. good. And I was and I and I feel like regardless of what platform you're going to be playing this on, and or people double dip. I think out of the gate, this could be a million seller. Just out of the gate. I don't know what the price point is going to be. But it's 50. I think they said it was $50. 50. I think it could be a million seller. Um, just out of the gate. Because of so much interest is it for this game. Yeah. This game looks this game looks really great. I think uh I really like the art style. I like the combat. It kind of reminds me of like old school God of War a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. like that fast-paced melee action, uh, kind of uh, you know, juggling enemies in the air, doing these special moves. You know, it looks really cool. I really, I really like that, and mix that with the kind of the Metroid Dread formula. I think it looks, I think it looks awesome. Uh, yes. So I, I'm glad that that's coming to Switch. Also, uh, it probably will be like a 30 frames a second versus 60, or like the textures won't pop as well. But like. I mean, that looks like a perfect kind of game where like, you know, I mean, they could also do things like Metroid Dread did if the if the right team is porting it or mm-hmm. working on it. Right. Where like, oh, the characters run at 60 and the backgrounds run at 30 or, you know, maybe you in the background, the 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 uh, textures are 900 P or 720 P while the the ones up front are 1080 P. Right. Like it, 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 they can do some really interesting things to make it feel at home more at home on the switch than maybe it it might be anyway but like i i think that prince of persia looks awesome i'm really excited to play it i think this is the coolest thing they've done with prince of persia since like uh in forever i think really so. i think since <laughs> the time like the one that came on like gamecube and xbox and playstation like I yeah, feel, well, that, the I one mean, that they released on Xbox 360, that that sequel, kind of pseudo sequel that came out around the same time as the movie was actually really good. Uh, yeah. It was like a Sands of Time sequel that took place in between, I want to say, Sands of Time and Warrior Within. Uh, okay, yeah. I actually really liked that one, uh, but it didn't sell anything because obviously Assassin's Creed was hitting also. And that mm. movie that Disney did was, I liked it. <laughs> but like it was critically kind of panned. Uh, so also they chose the whitest person to, <laughs> to play the Prince of Persia, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. So, Gen- yeah. yeah. Uh, not uh, not that. Uh, yeah. It's, we, everybody, whatever. all I'm just going to say, something is coming back and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, which, but yeah, I, mean, I, okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say uh, that I I think this one is gonna be a hit, um, even though it is coming out next year. Um, I think it's a must-have to start twenty twenty-four. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how long it's going to be, but I think yeah. if it gives us a good like ten to fifteen hours uh, to get like everything, um, dude, there, I'm there's going to be a it. banger. There's going to be a banger game every week next year. You watch like between all co- uh, across all consoles, right? Like you look mm-hmm. at, <laughs> I mean, Prince of Persia, Hellblade Two, Avowed, at almost uh, you know almost everything xbox showed was coming next year ex- except for forza and, and starfield right like it, it's right. just oh my gosh there's so much yeah, xbox uh, xbox is I, I feel like xbox is doing the 2017 switch kind of mm-hmm. release in the sense yeah. that there was just a game out every month but surprisingly it was like banger after banger and mm-hmm. even even if it was like a low-key game it was still something that was for people to get so, I am definitely, definitely cannot wait to definitely play Prince of Persia. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. Um, plus, like you know, we were talking about banger after banger, like one a one a month the next year for for Xbox. They, I mean, they have the <laughs> they have the uh, fortunate side of having that third party support to that Nintendo. Mm-hmm you know, kind of has, but doesn't really have, especially early on. Right. So, uh, (laughs) there's that also, uh, because like that star Wars game was announced. Uh, I know people, I'm someone, I guess is excited for the avatar game. Uh, I just don't know what it is. I don't know what it's trying to be. They confirmed it's, it's avatar far cry essentially. Okay. So, yeah. Cause I was, I was looking at it and I'm just like, I think I'm. I was so impressed by Star Wars Outlaws that I want that more than yeah. the Avatar game. And I oh, pr- and probably because I'm not a too, I'm not a big Avatar. Yeah, Star Wars Outlaws looks phenomenal. That game. Looks yeah, really that game. Good. That game looks amazing. I can't wait to play that. Like for sure, that will be a day one purchase for me for sure. Same. Um, yeah. So, but. uh I guess they also they also showed Mortal Kombat there, which is coming to Switch. Um, Sa- I'm not uh, Saber, pre- s- what? I'm not impressed with this game, Mortal Kombat One. I, I and I think it's just like uh, this. This does this doesn't look any different than the last game, and the character models all look the same. Like the male characters, I'm like, who was Luke Kang? Who was Johnny Cage? Like mm-hmm. all of y'all look like repurposed characters. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to do something with Mortal Kombat now that makes it different, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the last, I mean, probably, I mean, I would argue since nine but probably more 10 that the game hasn't really looked any different. I mean, they've tried, they've tried some interesting things with like stances. Ignore that. Do not answer. Don't answer it. No, I'm putting (laughs) it on. Do not disturb. Uh, but they do some interesting things with like stances and now they're bringing in the cameos, the cameo fighters. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, they're, they're trying to switch it up, but like, I don't really know how you do anything different unless you went what street fighters the street fighter six route is doing where you create your own character and combine different types of moves into your created character right uh Mm. which by the way street fighter six looks pretty outstanding as well uh but that they didn't show that it's obviously already out but that game looks that like watching that game looks fun uh 
it looks weird though because like i'm so used to street fighter being like ryu versus ken or chun li and blanc you know like the the characters that you think of not like robot man versus balloon girl or something right (laughs) it's just like all these (laughs) weird things yeah Uh Street Fighter Six, I I kind of res- like I said I respect. I didn't pick it up or anything. I might wait for a sale. I think Tech, like I said, Tekken Eight just looks like the top tier fighting game, and I think it's because it's Bandai Namco using Unreal Engine Five, and it looks like it's straight sixty frames per second without any drops. And the combos, uh, and the character movements and character designs just look draw dropping gorgeous i'm like mm-hmm. oh this game looks so good not as out of the, all the three of the fighting games definitely Tekken eight is on my must have list like for my series eight like even mm-hmm. LeBron knows that i'm just like dude i'm waiting for this game and i can't wait to pick a character and just learn it and just go all in i want my tail beat online i do want to beat so i can learn um but yeah, Tekken 8, I really wish that that was here at the presentation. I want to see more. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Yeah. Um, so what? I mean, what else even big was shown at the at Summer Game Fest? Like, any? I mean, uh, were there any highlights from that for for you from there specifically? Um, Sonic Star- Superstars was. Oh the yeah, big Sonic one. Superstars. Yeah, that game that was looks, awesome. That looks good. Yeah. Um, Although. Although a lot of people have concerns because it's the Bow and Wonder World team working on it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm like, these are a bunch of ex Sonic people. I'm sure they, I'm sure that they know what they're doing in a 2D Sonic game. I think, it, I think that game looks awesome. Also coming to Switch, by the way. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm going to give this one more of a chance because Wonder Wonderland or Wonder World just had so many problems and everything and i guess this one because it is kind of going back under sega's umbrella and not square enix um and yeah nuchi uh, yuji naka is not going to really be involved because of the sentencing um i think they're really going to focus on okay what is the core that when the sunday game was made in the past how do we bring it into this new modern area and get it right and i think they're going to do that you know, yeah. yes, the the 2D Sonics are easier to do because it's supposed to be great platforming, fast speed at times, and how is your level design going to include corkscrews and and uh, loop-de-loops and all of that? And are there going to be some interesting boss fights? I think it's going to be an exciting game. Um, or anything I want, definitely, if you're going to give me bomb levels and all of these characters, I want a bomb soundtrack. Like I need like Sonic is supposed to have great music. Um mm-hmm. and right now for me, still Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is still the leading soundtrack for that whole series. That that's mm-hmm. just bombing. Yeah. That I I agree. I think this I think this I, I think this is also looks like uh Sega's attempt to capture the new Super Mario Brothers 
mm-hmm. side-scrolling multiplayer thing, which I don't know if it's going to work for Sonic, but also you can definitely play this game by yourself, so it really doesn't matter. Because <laughs> that's that's how I mean that's how I played uh, um, New Super Mario Brothers was by myself, right? So uh, I don't know. I I think it looks interesting. I hope it's I hope it um, I hope it's good. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, I, I hope it gives me that feeling like when I when we when um, the Sonic Generations came out. Right. So, yeah, I, um, the two like a dragon games. I'm looking forward to. Um, I know I still got to go through the last one, uh, mm-hmm. which I, I'm going to sit down and play. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of like a dragon. Uh, yes. So I got I got the last one. It was on Amazon. Oh yes. The steel book. I got the same one. Was eleven dollars. Oh serious? Yeah, and like it dude, it was so cheap. I didn't even know I ordered the steel book. And when I when it got here, I was like, oh, it's the steel book. Right, because um, I got my best buy like for 15. But mm-hmm. this was like way this was like last year when I got yeah. it. Dude, yeah. you got a steal. I know. And <laughs> like actually with a steel bug. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh but what's uh what I'm trying to and I know maybe some long term listeners are like, I thought you said you were all digital. I am. I am all digital. But when we move, I'm planning on building a set full of like and I need some physical copies of games to build a set to record from. And uh, so I'm trying to find some games that are like games that I like to, to be honest, that are relatively cheap uh, to put on shelves when I do these things. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've been getting a, I also got Hellblade sealed for $10 um, <gasps> with the sleeve, which was nice. So I need to find one for mm-hmm. Xbox. I, I know I, Cause I didn't know they did a physical. I know they For did Hellblade? the yeah yeah it and it has all like the mental health organization stuff on the t- on the front like where, when you buy it right you mm-hmm. donate to to the mental health organization that they supported and so I don't know that game is really important especially like there's a lot of things going on right now and that kind of means a little bit more to us as a family right now than it used to. Um, not that it didn't that, mean, you know, but you yeah, know, we've, I think, you and I have kind of talked about it. So, yeah, I, I definitely Hellblade, just the first one, is definitely a game that I own across three platforms: um, Xbox, yeah. Switch, and PlayStation. Like even when it dropped on PlayStation Four, um, I had to buy. It. And then when I seen it come for the Xbox, I'm like, okay, I definitely got to get it because I'm like. When they said mm-hmm. proceeds, part of the proceeds was being donated to mental health, I was just like, I'm all for it. Yeah, give it to me. And mm-hmm. plus, I love Ninja Theory. So, yeah. yeah. I uh, I also own it on all three platforms, mostly because, like, it was, right, it was the PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Xbox version came out. And I'm like, well, I, want, I would rather play it on Xbox because that's my preferred platform. Uh and then when it came to Switch, obviously we had to figure out if it <laughs> was worth getting on the Switch because we do this show, uh, and it was actually relatively <laughs> playable on the Switch. It wasn't, you know, it looked 
there are some visual downgrades for sure. And I, there, there's mm-hmm. a whole digital foundry video about the switch version if you want to go see it. But it's definitely uh, not it's not bad. The switch port. So the, the switch, the switch version for me was I just glad to have a Ninja Theory game on that platform. That's always been something that I've been wanting to have. Ninja mm-hmm. Theory to have something on Nintendo because I, w- I always wonder what could those two create if they ever had the chance to create, yeah, like make a game. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Hellblade, Hellblade 2 is going to be jaw dropping, yeah. like it's I, I like. I I'm I don't know. I'm I'm trying to debate when that game drops and depending on what comes out, do I set aside at least two weeks for that game directly? Just straight two weeks playing only that. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be Man, that game. Here's the thing about Hellblade 2, right? Mm. I don't think it's going to be this massive game that everybody wants it to be. I think I think it's going to be a lot more like the first one than people anticipate. And I think I actually think some people are going to be disappointed with that. Um I'm not cuz I really like the first game a lot and I I want mm-hmm. them to expand on that first game, but um I think people are going to kind of be disappointed to be honest with you. I think if the combat is better or it's improved uh it should be fine because I think more people went into that game, hopefully for the story and hearing the different voices and just seeing how technical Ninja Theory was. But yeah, I kind of I agree with you. I could see that. And um, that ma- that kind of makes me sad <laughs> a little bit because uh, I think this game is so great. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see, I suppose. Yeah. Um. At the last part for the summer game fest. Um. Besides, the uh, like the um uh, like a dragon. Um. Warhammer 40k looks amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, Space Marines I, too. I kind of wanted to come to the console. Um. It is. It's it's coming to Xbox. They confirmed it's coming to Xbox at least. Oh, so it is coming. Okay, so then yeah. I'll wait. Well, for the, the trailer's Xbox on version. their YouTube channel, so I hope <laughs> hope that means it's coming to Xbox. <laughs> okay. That first one was uh, awesome. That first one was I never so got cool. To play the first one. Oh man, dude, you should try to track it down if you can. Uh, it's a, uh, it it's like a it's kind of like if <laughs> Gears of War like on a ten, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like because like you can jump and you have this chainsaw like sword which is kind of cool and. I liked it. It it's the most seven out of ten game you've ever played, but uh, it goes it goes really. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of Dark Siders in that sense, where like like it's the most seven out of ten game that you've ever played, mm. but it goes hard and it really leans into it, and that's what makes it so yeah. fun. And no, uh, well, I I think I I think for me it's just I didn't know was it three sixty that it came out. Mm-hmm. It was a three sixty okay. exclusive. If I remember correctly, I don't think it came I to PlayStation. I, okay, I think because I wasn't into the Warhammer franchise, and I think it just felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was just I, and plus I didn't have a 360 at the time. I think I just wasn't interested. I know I had it on Xbox One, 
And uh, I mean, yeah, of course I had the Xbox One, but I didn't know if they did like uh, backwards compatible with it. And uh, I, maybe I'll check the store. Maybe I'll see if it's on Series X store. Uh, um, um, I don't see if it think, comes. I don't think it's. I don't think it's backwards compatible. I think that's one of the games that's not backwards compatible. Okay. Which is why I think it's worth so much right now <laughs> because you can't get it. Uh, you can't get it. Which kind of stinks, but I think it would be cool if you got like if you bought the second one, you get like a free download code for the first one if you missed it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I I I would really like them to at least. <laughs> I don't know how hard it is to do this stuff, but like just do like an HD up res remaster mm-hmm. of the first one because it's it's really fun. So if you guys have a 360 <laughs> out there and you want to have a fun game that kind of reminds you of gears of war but not really this is it 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 looks wacky but it's so action-packed and i want it i know yeah. i know uh nick and the team at uh beyond wasd shout out to them uh we're talking about it and just like oh they so hyped for it and then i was just like it's it's craziness and i love this because the shooting looks really really good like it's just it feels addictive that mm-hmm. you're gonna have fun yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Highly recommended. Yeah. But pretty much that's all it for Summer Games Fest uh, for day one. I could actually just tell you quickly from Capcom, besides Ghost Trick and uh, <laughs> um, Ace Attorney Apollo Justice, nothing. Else, nothing. It, I I don't know anything about Pragmata. Don't care about this delay because we don't know nothing about the game. And everything else was just like, okay, Dragon's Dogma. That's that, a well that that new IP they showed off looks kind of interesting. That one that I thought was Onimusha for like the whole trailer until they revealed oh, the name. Path, <laughs> yeah, Path of the Goddess. Yeah, yeah. me and you both, both talked about it. We were just like, yeah, this is like Onimusha. Oh, it's a it's a whole different IP. Yeah, I, but yeah, like yeah. that's what I took from Capcom. I was just like, well, y'all showed this at Microsoft, so I was just like, and everything. Yeah. I was literally expecting Mega Man, but not the mobile game. <laughs> yeah, man, that like, was so disappointing. I got kind of excited because I'm like, "Oh, this is cool! They're finally like extending it to the to the to the what to the uh, Mega Man X." And then it was like, "Oh, well." Hmm. Okay, but then I, I, got, I just, but now thinking about it, I'm just like, we did get the Network Battle Collection for consoles, yeah. so it's just like, mm, okay, I guess we could wait. Now, Nitty, I literally hope you have a exclusive for Mega Man, uh, the next Mega Man game, Mega Man Twelve. I, I wonder if they. I wonder if Nintendo could get a timed exclusive for that. Kind of like they did with Monster Hunter. Um, Monster Hunter. I think that. Would, um, I I think that would really make sense for them. You know, I not that I'm like pulling for console exclusives at this point because, like, man. God knows as an Xbox player, there's enough games that skip that console anyways. But like, mm-hmm. man, I would really I I man, that would be kind of that'd be kind of big for them because like I know Mega Man Mega Man 11 did pretty well for them. Right. I, I mean, yes, that it sold really well, especially on the switch. So like I, I hope that they do that. I would you would you want another Mega Man X game or would you want a Mega Man 12? I. I think it's time for Mega Man X game. Uh, what would that I be? I don't X think nine? I need... X9, uh, right? 
X8? I X9? think so. No. Mm. Nine. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's time for a new Mega Man X game, uh, because I think a lot of people just don't know that the X games are a little bit more challenging than the regular Mega Man games. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see what they could do with maybe a different art style. Um, and I, I literally would love for them to bring back fan-made bosses. Boss designs. Huh. Like, because that's what they did for, I think, two two or three or one of them. They were just like, if you sent in a fan-made like, boss design, if they liked it enough, they would put it in the game. And then they did yeah. all the programming. So I would funny. love for... But- right. But, like, it was cool, though. I, that's something I, I feel like that would be awesome to see how, and, and definitely there'd be a lot of Japanese players designing that and stuff, but I would love to see a lot of artists, um, you know, really go in and like, like submit some Mega Man bosses. I think it would literally be cool to have that. Um, definitely just to like celebrate Mega Man's, um, the X series. And everything. I think it would be really cool. Um, definitely the way that we've seen now, even though this is a little bit Tears of the Kingdom, but you see a lot of creativity on how people been doing things in Tears of the Kingdom, like engineering wise. I would love for that to be art wise, to see what they could do. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Be interesting. Um, yeah. I wonder. I wonder when they'll do like a new, like a. I don't know. I think I think Mega Man deserves some sort of like proper re not reboot, maybe a reboot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would be really interesting to see Mega Man in some sort of like 3D world that's not <laughs> Mega Man Legends, you know. Well, that's what I was about to say. Uh well, shoot. I think it's time for Legends 3 to come back. Like I definitely could see that happening. Yeah. And everything. Um I know, man, Mega Man has actually been, and this may be an expansion pass that uh, um, we may have, or um, like kind of the history. He's been in a lot of genres. Uh, he's been in, the, he got a sports game. He, I think he got a racing game. Um, he has a Metrovania style game, uh, the Battle Network, uh, of course, the platforming, and then like third party. A third party platform. He has an RPG that was on GameCube and PlayStation 2. I think Xbox mm-hmm. also. Like he has a history of different genres and stuff. Yeah. So he's like on the level of Mario. Shoot, he had a boss rush game and an arcade mm-hmm. game, two of them. So yeah, yeah, he's literally like on the Mario on the level of Mario with being in different genres. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it. I hope. I hope it happens because uh, I think he. I think Mega Man deserves some sort of love. So especially with like, I don't know, Metal Gear coming back and and Capcom mm-hmm. talking about Castlevania and like all these kind of <laughs> classic franchises. Like that's the one. That's the one. So. Yeah, I was expecting Konami to show up, but they just. They did at the PlayStation show with Metal Gear. <laughs> I'm talking about well, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about more. Though. I know that was, um, that was that was my joke for the day. I will sit down now. 
Uh, well, of course, we had like the wholesome direct, and um, just to let everybody know the stuff that was kind of like announced at the wholesome direct that was kind of like for Switch. Um, Shout out to Kim Chica, friend of the show, hosting the wholesome direct. Oh, she did a phenomenal job. Uh, I had already ordered the shirts that they uh showcased even before. Like they announced it. I was just like, okay, let me see what they got. And then I seen it and I was just like, yeah, let me order it. Yeah. Uh, Yeti, yeah, you need to fix the site. Corey, thank you for that uh text that you sent me. And no, I did not go and order the shirt, but thank you for that text. <laughs> oh, the the Pikmin one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, and I text you back. I'm just like, you know me too well. <laughs> and I was and I feel a lot laughing. That was, that was uh, well, a pretty funny shirt. Uh, I that was pretty funny. Yes. Really um uh so uh there's kind of 12 games, everybody. Uh Maniko's Night Market, uh which drops separate uh, September 26th, uh Butter City Soccer Days, Frog Song, Moonstone Island, uh Karma Zoo, Flutter Away, which is dropping August 3rd, a little to the left, Cupboards and Drawers DLC, June 27th, Smooshy. Uh, come home, which is out now. Uh, Vimba, July 31st. That's the uh, kind of Indian cooking game with the family moving like to Canada. Um, that that is on my list to buy. I'm so excited to play that one. Uh, Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland, uh, Garden Witch Life, and Grimoire Bros. So, and uh, you guys can go watch the presentation, it's like about 50 minutes. Uh, like Corey said, shout out to Kim Chica. She hosted uh, with two other uh, guests. Um, and the way that they ended it uh, was just so funny and yet so cute. Um, and if you guys are interested in any of those games, if you got a Steam account, you can wish list them and let those developers know that you're interested in their game. I, I could have like wish list almost 95% of that whole direct. But um, oh. yeah, that. that that wholesome direct, those indirects are so good, and I, I know a lot of people don't really talk about them or anything, but I love that they have it, and people get to see all of these indies from around the world, and all of these creators and stuff, and just and just welcoming more casual games into the space of game. Yeah. I know a lot of people are looking forward to a lot of those. So especially what Smooshy, a lot of people, especially in Boss Rush, are looking forward to. So yeah, that's out though. Uh, you said so. Yeah, it's out. I think Stephanie is playing it. Uh, at this time, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's doing a, like a review, um, but she yeah. is playing it. Um, yeah, we'll we'll probably talk about it on Boss Rush this week. So, uh, future game show. That's what it was. Um. High Water, which is releasing sometime this year. Uh, Resistor, Headbangers, Rhythm Royale, uh, The Last Faith is just dropping in October. Uh, Laka H H through Blood, that one looks very interesting. Uh, Enchanted Portals, Moving Out to Punch Club Two, Fast Forward, which is dr- dropping July twentieth. Steam World Build, Ruffy and the Riverside, uh, Play of Pines, which drops September twenty sixth. Paper Trail, uh, Myth Wrecked, Ambrosia Island, uh, Remedium, Stray Gods, the role playing musical, which is coming out August 3rd. That one looks really good. If you, if you have not seen that game, look it up. The animation is phenomenal. Um, 
but yeah, that's kind of the games that's coming to Switch um, for it. Um, it's like kind of, I think, almost like an hour and a half presentation. So you guys could check that out. But yeah, that that one looks really, really good. Um, so, uh, so in case anybody want to go check that one out, you can check that out. Um, so uh, did we talk about Ubisoft, Corey? Did you have anything else from Ubisoft? Um, I mean, we kind of talked about Star Wars already and Prince of Persia and the Mario Rabbids yeah. DLC. So, I mean, those were like the big things for me. Uh, oh, also Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm pretty interested in just because I I really like that series. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see what a quote unquote classic Assassin's Creed game looks like in 2023. Uh, so it's that I mean, man, I, I almost wish. I almost wonder if they like thought about remaking the first one and then it just kind of turned into this because that game looks an awful lot like the first game, like probably on purpose. It, you know, it looked like it looked like the Assassin's Creed too, and I think it's just a color palette. Um, for it, I'm just like, Ugh. so I don't know. I I just need to probably watch it and study it some more. Um, yeah. so uh. Let's jump into Xbox. Yeah, um, this was this was the big one. Um, this one, this this direct had me incredibly excited for uh, <laughs> the future of Xbox. Because we've been, mm-hmm. I mean, we've been talking. Because I think besides Switch, Xbox is kind of where we play most of our games. You know, I think you're a little bit yeah. more well rounded than I am. But uh, it's just as an as an Xbox owner and and fan the i've been waving the flag of xbox for so long of like it's it's i don't think people understand how game development works and then like you know they've had a few stumbles like you know the halo roadmap wasn't exactly what they planned it to be you know a lot of games got delayed out of 2022 so they didn't really have a major first party game the redfall debacle the activision blizzard stuff kind of (laughs) <laughs> not closing yet uh as of this recording yeah and so like there's been a lot of negative notions towards the xbox and i some of it is fair i think but some of it also it feels like the just media is just like yeah it feels like the media is just ganging up on xbox and it's i don't think that that's really fair either because the xbox offers a lot of things that honestly the other two platforms don't offer like backwards compatibility is incredible the way they're implementing backwards compatibility is Mm -hmm. awesome the store i don't know is organized and neat and is easily navigatable uh the the dashboard is great quick resume is awesome uh yes and like and like games are on like I get that like when we were growing up, games would come out. I mean, look at the NES. There are games that would come out sequels that would come out eight, nine months after the other game. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that was awesome. But then when you got into like PS2, GameCube, Xbox era, you know, sequels would come out a year and a half to two years later. And then you get to 360 and it was like two to three years later. And now we're on like these five year dev cycles that I don't think people are like acknowledging that either. And so like when they, when they, you know, uh, uh, acquired these studios, right? All these studios they acquired were either finishing up a project 
or just starting a project, right? And I got to give, I mean, you got to give it to Obsidian, right? For putting out all these great games, whether they're big or small, right? And they're on their fourth game yeah. now for Xbox <coughs> since the acquisition. Sorry. Uh, and I think that since Phil Spencer took over, we are finally seeing the we're finally seeing what everybody's been waiting to see from Xbox aside from, you know, the just playing on the platform, right? Uh, a ton of first party stuff, a ton of things you can play on game pass, a lot of great, you know, seemingly quality titles from Bethesda mm-hmm. and Xbox. I, I could, I, I don't know. The only the only nitpick I actually had about this showcase was like, why did you end on a Series S announcement? You should have ended on Clockwork Revolution, <laughs> right? And leading into Starfield, but that's like a and that's and that's why I felt like that Starfield trailer part and the uh, the Black S should have switched. You know, I'm fine having the well, hardware. I think the, I think the Black S should have been like. It should have been before Clockwork Revolution. They said, here's one more thing before we go into the Starfield showcase. And they should have ended on Clockwork Revolution. That was my only... I would have swapped mm. those two things uh, leading into Starfield. So, uh, But other other than that, like everything they showed, I have some level of interest in playing. Uh, especially like they kicked it off with Fable. <laughs> oh my gosh, that Fable trailer was awesome. <laughs> it was so funny, yes. Uh, uh, and, that one was so good. And I I like the take that Playground is taking with Fable, right? It looks like they're taking a, you know, it it has that same kind of humor and fun and world, I think. But it looks like they are. It looks like a complete reboot, right? They're not. It's not like a continuation mm-hmm. or anything. It's a complete reboot, and it looks like from what now I'm just judging it from this one slice, right? But it looks like they're taking on all these classic fairy tales, like Shrek style almost, and like yeah. turning them on their heads. And because this was obviously Jack and the Beanstalk was this world, this mission, right? And yes. you know, I, I I wonder how they're gonna tackle these other fairy tales, but man, Fable looks great. Fable looks awesome. And they kicked the chicken, which was a big nod to Fable Fable fans, so that was fun. Yes, because uh, I know they're not going like they said. This is not like Aesop fables or anything like that. This is like mm-hmm. the fairy tales that you grew up with. So yeah, like Jack and the Beanstalk, um, and you'll probably get uh, a mission with that's going to be like um, uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, like uh, which you probably have to end up fighting or something. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be comedic or in everything like or know, Red Riding Hood or you know yeah. like some of these uh, brothers grim fairy tales, right? Like, oh, man, there's so much they could do. It'd be really fun to see a lot of these in action. Yes. So. Um, definitely uh flight simulator two. I, uh, or 2024, I should say really looks interesting. Cause they're adding like, they, they're adding a lot to that game. They're I'm not like, campaigns. Ooh. They're adding campaigns. These are like single player campaigns that you can like go and learn how to do these jobs through these single player campaigns, which is a tall task, you know? <laughs> so, yes. 
Um, and I've one, I, um, I've not really like over the moon with the Doom like DLC crossover thing with twenty three. Yeah, but is. I mean they um, they got to do something, right? I mean you got to do some sort of crossover to get someone interested that's not interested in flying planes, right? Like, I mean the only reason right. why I played the last one was they had the Halo thing in it, right? And I and it was interesting and it was fun and I crashed and I'm like, okay, that's enough for me and I uninstalled it but like you know obviously not every game is going to be for everybody right and this is just one of those games but flight simulator is huge right i mean they use it they use it to train pilots so i mean it's not Mm -hmm. like um right i don't know and it's so like it got what i think pc game of the year uh or it got that nomination like it was up there when it came out on pc i think it got like tens and stuff so yeah um I think 24 could do the same thing. So, you know, I'm not, I'm really not mad at it. I just, I think, I I think it's going to be the same release that it's going to hit PC first and then consoles later. Yeah. That could change though. Um, But it was just like, it was just interesting to see. And then to see the hype for a lot of PC players was City Skylines 2. Mm-hmm. Like the hype was in like how we feel about roller coaster tycoon Corey, that mm-hmm. was the same kind of emotion and reactions people were were having, and they, they were just like, "I need to plan out my city now." And I didn't know that it had that kind of fan base until this presentation and everything. Because I'm just trying to figure out, I'm like, "What are they doing? Is this Sim City?" And, and then no, I was just like, "Oh wow, okay." And mm-hmm. then it was just. What I think what made me happy to see, like I said, was the reactions that people are excited to play this game. Yeah. It it looks it looks it looks cool. Yeah. Uh South by Midnight, uh I do want to see more of that that one looks really, really good. Um, yeah, uh, and I I think I said I think I when you was talking about it I was just like I feel like that claymation animation style uh for in game I know that sound weird the claymation style in games it looks like that's gonna be a thing that's coming not the next best thing for arts and graphics but I think it's gonna be something that's coming in a sense you know of course we had like clay flyer back in the sixteen bit days but. Like, well, I don't I, know if I, you watch. Give it to Nits- oh, go ahead. oh, sorry, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't know if you okay, saw the I've... Prince of Persia trailer, the like the trailer, but they were showing some like stop motion animation too, a little bit, Ooh. like that, you know. So that was, uh-huh. like you said, it might be coming into play here in terms of some sort of stylized thing. Shout out to Nintendo for curbing the Rainbow Curse. <laughs> on Wii U like like that I, I kind of feel like animation of Rise that was kind of I feel like that's the birth of it in a sense for this modern age and it was because like it was something nobody was doing and it just looks so good of course it's something that's kind of hard to play because you're playing it but watching like if you were able to just watch a playthrough of it and everything you will probably drop your draw on what was Nintendo thinking and why is this gorgeous and moving? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, 
oh they then they showed what star wars and then 33 immortals they showed off mm-hmm. which was that thunder lotus indie game um yeah uh, i'm planning to get that one i'm i'm excited to see yeah uh, that was that interesting um avowed looked really um colorful and interesting uh i I know they were initially going for some sort of open world Skyrim style game, but I think having mm-hmm. this smaller scope focusing on relationships with your characters at like an outer worlds esque version of, of Skyrim actually fits obsidian better in a lot of ways, uh, especially when uh, you're dealing with a lot of personal relationships and just keeping it so, within the so small I- area. I kind of want to go back and watch the first trailer because it feels different than what we've seen. You mean the CGI proof of concept trailer that yeah. didn't show any gameplay or anything? Yeah, because it feels, I mean, it just, no, because I, I wonder if they had an idea and it got changed midway they, through production. It did. That's what the, that they came out and said that it did. They said that they were like their initial pitch was like, we're going to do our version of Skyrim and they greenlit it. And then partway through production, they said, let's focus. And with the success of the Outer Worlds, obviously, they're like, let's focus on Mm -hmm. what we're good at. This smaller, uh, dense experience with characters and relationship building and choice based stuff. And so that's kind of what they did, which is fine with me. Okay, you know, stick with what you're good at. I wonder, did they do that when they was about to start production after they got greenlit? Like, after I mean, they made the trailer and be like, okay, we're going to really dig into, and then it just got switched. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's how game development works. <laughs> but, I mean, I think they probably just... I think they probably just thought that this would be better for the product, and so they were, mm-hmm. you know, they went, they leaned into that direction. So I, I think it's better for the game, honestly. I think it's better for Obsidian. I think it's better for Xbox fans to have, I don't know, a game they might be able to finish in less than a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, I'm, like, I'm, I'm obviously diff- obviously, you look at something like Starfield, which we'll get there, but, like, <laughs> nobody's finishing that game ever. So. <laughs> uh, so. Um, but I, well, shoot, I wonder, do they got to release review copy oh they got a review they got to release review copies in august they're probably already out to be fair review copies that game is humongous mm-hmm. that those review copies are probably what what is it june when does it come out september yeah september, they'll probably be yeah. out like next week and they'll give people s- six weeks so uh yeah um let's see so of course before some more sport i'm excited for october 10th um Payday 3 didn't look interesting to me. I'm like, okay. It looks like um, Payday. It's fine. Right. Uh, I gotta say, uh, of course, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth was funny. Yeah. Um, that was funny. I'm, I know we talked about this in the past, Corey, but we talked about Sega's and Microsoft's relationship. Oh, yeah. how good it is. Mm-hmm. And I... I think it's fitting um, them just having a relationship and everything. Of course, like, you know, Sony got relationships with Square Enix uh, and stuff. And Nintendo just got, a re- like, good relationships. Kind of almost everybody, but with a lot of the 
Japanese um, developers like Platinum, Bandai Namco. You know, those are like, and uh, hopefully, and I think Wait For It, I think, started. Definitely Mercury Steam. Um, so they kind of got those partnerships, the good relationships. I'm lucky, I'm loving the Sega and Atlas one. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's, they have a good visibility and because of that great visibility, it gets great word of mouth that people will be willing to be like, Oh, this game is coming to game pass. I'll definitely play it there. Yeah. You know? So, and I know people just trying to mock Microsoft to be like, Oh, y'all just doing this to win over the Japanese crowd. I'm like, no, I think the stuff that's been missing from Microsoft's portfolio they're trying to deliver. And I'm like, if Sega is willing to have a good partnership with Microsoft to do this, even if it's just us in the West in Europe, bring it. I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh sorry, I got a um message. Uh yeah, I think uh I think what the Sega relationship is going to do for Nintendo or for for Nintendo for Xbox. It draws a lot of it and not necessarily in terms of sales, because I know a lot of these things are coming to game pass, but like mm-hmm. it's going to get eyes on these games, right? It's going to get more eyes on the games, which I think is what Sega and Atlas are aiming to do. Uh, yes. And putting it on game pass is probably the best way to do it, especially if they're coming to other consoles. Cause I'm sure a lot of people want persona on switch and a lot of people are going to want, um, you know, Yakuza on PlayStation, which is totally fair, right? That's fine. Um, but like having these games on Xbox is important. It is important to the ecosystem. It's important to the brand. It's important to the uh, like just the recognition of the brand that it's not just a Call of Duty, Halo, Gears of War machine, right? And that's something that's something, too, I want to point out is that the only heavy hitter that showed up at this event was Forza. Right out of the kind of the big three that you think of when you think of Xbox, Halo wasn't there, yeah. Gears wasn't there, Forza was there, but it had already been announced and they didn't spend too much time on it. So they did this massive showcase, getting people excited for Xbox without Halo, without Gears, and without you know any sort of Activision Blizzard thing aside from they did show the Overwatch was launching out of 1.0 in, in August, which you know whatever. <laughs> Overwatch Everybody popular. just broke their eyes and kept them moving. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I mean, like, oh, okay. Look, I mean, I, I like Overwatch. If I had more time to play games, Overwatch would probably be a game I would still be playing, but I already have my long-term game of choice, and that's Destiny, and it's not changing anytime mm-hmm. soon. So, uh, you know, and, and if I am going to play a game like that where I'm playing with f- friends or anybody, it's going to be Fortnite with my nephews. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> You know, it it and or you know, if I want to play something PvP, it's going to be Halo, I guess. So it it's 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 just uh, it's just caught in a crowded area right now, which is fine. But people like Overwatch. I think it was also a, I think it was also a thing where they wanted to recognize that they are going to try to incorporate Activision Blizzard into their showcases at some point when this deal closes, yeah. if they you know if they don't get blocked from purchase uh and i think this is one of the and also phil spencer wore a hexen shirt which is owned by activision so i mean i think they're trying to like really trying to show that they support 
they're trying to get this deal done. And I think that was part of it also. So, yeah. And I think that's what I kind of liked about this, this showcase that there's definitely a lot of new IPs, but the, but the, their first party stuff, I don't think Halo's cutting it anymore. Um, Yes, gears gears could do something, but I think um, the gears team uh, they're fo- I think they're focusing on two projects that's not ready yet. Well, when it one is pro- shown, the, well, the rumor for gears is that their one project got canceled because of the overall Microsoft uh, layoff uh, round that they did last like couple mm. months ago, and so some of it affected that team. And so they've kind of, I don't know if they outright canceled that project, but it's at least on hold and it's all hands on deck for gear six is what I've heard. Yes. Uh, so I think then I think we'll see. My theory is, is that we'll see gears next year at their showcase. Uh, they'll show a collection of the, of the original trilogy. I think, um, like a master chief collection style, collection uh maybe redo some of you know some of the art and the graphics and stuff uh for that and then they'll tease gear six next year and then in 2025 they'll do the big gear six blowout yeah so i was i know we've been talking about uh or you mentioned the gears collection like kind of hd or remaster i really feel like that is going to be the thing at the game awards and then next year, the big showcase thing for it is going to be Gear Six, because I'm like, what? I don't know where do Microsoft go after to have the biggest thing after Starfield is revealed? Because literally, I feel like after Starfield, it really is Gear Six, you know. And regardless well, of what, they, there's what also that Halo. There's also that Halo project from Certain Affinity also, right? I mean, mm. that big kind of, hey, we're going to branch off the multiplayer as this separate thing and build on it, right? That's been their whole... It's like the worst-kept secret, Project Tatanka from Certain Affinity, which, if you don't know who they are, they were, they've were they been responsible for Halo multiplayer since Halo 2, uh, mm-hmm. up through all of the Bungie games and through Halo 4. Uh and then Halo 5, they didn't do Halo 5. I don't remember why they didn't do Halo 5. And then they didn't do Halo Infinite. But now they're trying to kind of rope them back in <laughs> to help because obviously Halo has not had the uh, the the greatest of reception since launch. So um, mm-hmm. although I think that's ridiculous because, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. You want new maps and you want things to do. And in today's day and age, you got to have a battle pass and a plan and, and seasons and all this stuff. But I mean, we grew up in a, pl- in a, in an era where halo one and two, you chose the color of your Spartan and you went and then you like, didn't get anything else. That was it. You know, that uh, was the it. DLC. Yeah. The DLC came on a disc. Remember? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which was hilarious. Cause I found that disc the other day. <laughs> <gasps> oh, Wow. So like it came in its own separate case, right? But mm-hmm. like I kept the disc and threw away the case because I have the collector's edition of Halo 2 and it had that extra disc slot, so I just slapped it in there to not lose it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wow. So that was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Um 
But yeah, I think Xbox really knocked it out the park. Uh, I know we talked about Tower Bore uh, being a Switch game. Uh, Metaphor be Fantasio uh, still wasted deep, um, which is by the people who made uh, what happened to Eda Finch, um, the Chinese room. Um, Clockwork Revolution, every time I keep seeing it, I'm just like, uh, of course, Bioshock. Um, and I know me and uh, Austin were talking about it. Uh, we had kind of had a, a discussion about it. Um, and I feel and I feel like I know people want to make that connection to Bioshock, but that's the only game that's giving them reference to have an idea of what they're going to expect For because of the visual. Clockwork Revolution. Oh, yeah, but they've come out and said that it's like really nothing like Bioshock. It's an RP like it's a straight up RPG. Like there's statistics and leveling and skills and things that you learn. And it's just based on a first person shooter. And which I think is cool. Mm. I I think just like the visuals, I think a lot of people, anytime you see something from like that era of time, like any time between the 1900s through 1960s or whatever, you automatically think of Bioshock uh, and steampunky, like you kind of think of almost like an outer world style thing. So I th- I think I like the aesthetic. I think it looks cool. I think playing with time can add a real interesting element to the game that uh, you saw that one part where they kind of like rebuilt a bridge in real t- like reverse time and rebuilt a bridge so they could get through this area. Right. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was a really big, strong announcement for that game. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you look at the stuff. I mean, Hellblade had a had a decent showing, although people really wanted to see combat. And I'm like, I don't know what you're expecting. This is a puzzle game. It's not really a heavy combat <laughs> game. I don't know what you want. I from think this. it's. I think it's the, the the worrisome is because it's giving us too many cutscene styles. And people want to finally know what am I actually going to do. People play the first big... one. That's what you're getting. You're getting a pretty version <laughs> people... of that first game. That's what you're getting. <laughs> people are people are taking precaution uh, because of the cyberpunk stuff. People don't want to be cyberpunk. Well, well they're city. not. They haven't shown anything that's not. It, it frustrates me because I think a lot of people, including me, like I, w- I would have loved to seen some sort of like expansion into like a a bigger genre, but also like mm-hmm. I realize that Ninja Theory wants to focus this. The, I think expanding it into like almost like a Horizon Zero Dawn style world or a God of War, a God of War esque style game would lose the focus of what the game is trying, the story the game is trying to tell. Like it all revolves around her psychosis, right? So like, yes, you got to keep it a smaller experience to really focus on that. And I think which and I think people are losing sight of what the the first game did so well and that they're just expecting this every game's got to be this big open world or big open experience and that's not this game. That's not going to be this game. I don't think they're expecting that. They're expecting you've been in development this long and you haven't showed us any gameplay. So out of the six years experience, have you been doing cutscene stuff? They showed gameplay last world- year. They, people don't believe that's gameplay. Well, then they they're stupid. They, Those people are they, dumb. They, 
So I think that everybody's suspecting if I see gameplay, I want to see if there's a health bar on there, if there's a map. They want to see more detail of what they're going to actually be getting on the game. Well, then they're they're just going to play the game when it comes out in February or March or whenever it comes out because they're (laughs) not going to show that. They want to show off the graphical fidelity of this game. They're not going to put a HUD over top of it to show you how great this game looks. and and I think that's what every where some gamers I won't say everybody I think that's what some gamers are kind of because uh, even look people are mad at Nintendo you you're, you're taking long with Metroid Prime Four we want to see some good old gameplay even after they I said that Metroid the Prime game has been reset. Oh shoot! <laughs> that game get that game get canceled. Nintendo is going to get so much hate for probably about two weeks. I'm so, partially kidding, um, but did you see that story that they're still hiring for that game? <laughs> so anybody who wants that game to come out this year I, is totally just. So this, I think that that I need to read the story because I know they said Retro was hiring, but I don't yeah. think they were hiring for Prime Four. They're hiring for Metroid Prime Four. Uh, but I it looks they, it looks like it. it looks like mine like minor positions not minor but you know not like directors mm-hmm. or or producers or anything they're hiring an, like like artists and animators and stuff uh you know things that would actually you know make the game play so uh, okay like, like I, I think they're just something I'm I, I think they're just staffing up right so yeah let me see if I can find this article real quick uh keep going I know I know yeah I know it was on on Nintendo Life and I've just I was kind of wondering I'm just like okay they're doing some more Harvey and which is understandable you know they got a new building they had to move everything and for a lot of people you need to remember that Retro was not planning to do Metroid Prime 4 this was all supposed to be done in Japan we know how Japanese develop first-person games. They're not known for it, so Nintendo made the decision to give it to Retro and start all over. Yeah. We've seen the hires from 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 Halo, Battlefield, Call of Duty. We've seen all of those hires, so it's gonna take a while because they had to start it from ground up. Yeah. So here's start. here are the the th- there. So here's what they're hiring, right? They're they're uh. Nintendo is hiring for Retro Studios, is currently seeking a visual effects artist, animator, senior external environment environment artist, uh, and is also looking to fill a number of other positions, other smaller positions, uh, including concept artist, uh, which doesn't say Metroid, uh, Metroid, uh, they're in an uh, environment terrain artist, uh, animator environment multiple environment artists a technical artist uh and so yeah then they're hiring uh concept artists too so so this and is like concept art that's oh, oh i want to i want to say one thing too like concept artists also do like some of the like you see a lot of stuff from breath of the wild that came out either during development or after they're Mm-hmm. Also making marketing materials for these games too. Yeah. So don't think that they're just as like they're still designing the levels, but you st- like somebody still has to design what they look like, even when they're still in the gray box form, right? So <laughs> yes, <laughs> just you know, I. So this is my thought, uh, and I know go everybody go check go check out the special pass me and Corey had about Metro Prime coming to next gen or being a cross gen game. 
I think what they're doing, all of this hiring, I think they're getting ready for that next gen game. Mm-hmm. I I have a feeling that maybe after the system is announced and it's been out for a year, I think Retro's next game is going to probably come out. I would say 26, 27, um, depending on when, when they release the system. Or if they could, maybe it is cross-gen and they're working on that version of Metroid Prime 4. Like yeah. upgrading the graphics and looking at be like, okay, yeah, it's dropping at the last, but then here go the Switch Deluxe version of it. Yeah. So now that's the possibility because if they're doing all of this hiring, I don't think Metro Prime 4 is in trouble. I think they're just planning for their next game and they're ready to have at least another team. I think Nintendo's just like, we're investing money into Retro and now we want them to have two teams. Yeah. I also I also wonder if... Um, I mean, that Star Fox game was shelved, but I also wonder if they're going to try to put that out soon to be like a, to be like a, a library filler for the next year because Mm -hmm. you know i i I that was the game they were working on right remember that leaked call sheet like everybody's like oh well all these all these uh you know announcements are are fake like all these like leaked things but there was that one year where somebody leaked nintendo's kind of itinerary one year and it was like it it wasn't just like somebody typing something dumb on a screen right it was like an official thing and every game on that sheet, I forget what year it was. Every game on that sheet was announced except for Star Fox Grand Prix. Grand Prix and that logo was on that sheet, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so I I still think that that game is in some sort of development. I still wonder if that game is either paused or done or Nintendo's waiting to release it in a time where they don't have anything. Uh but I still think that that Star Fox Grand Prix game is coming. And I think the concept of that game actually sounds pretty cool. I I think if now thinking about it, now hearing about it, Corey, that could be a next year game. Because um, that could literally drop before Mario Kart 9 or anything. It's not a proper racing game, right? It's more like a it's more like a Diddy Kong racing-esque thing, right? Where like yeah, there's some racing, but there's also some missions. There's also some sort of like, you know, I mean, it's 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 somewhere in between Diddy Kong Racing and a traditional Star Fox game is what the rumor was. So. I don't know, I I don't I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I still think that whatever that game is, it's in development. But can you can you see them like kind of restarting it if they get that whole team fixed? That's why I said this is more for expression pass. <laughs> Kind of thing because I that's that'd be very interesting to see them hire people for them to work on that game. Um, mm-hmm. and depending on depending on what happened to it, maybe they have restarted that game and be or they maybe took it and re and like just like um, we did some animations or you know tweak some things and added more uh more artwork and environments and gameplay ideas and stuff like they could up be upgrading that game also yeah and because to have a retro game for even in the launch window of a next-gen nintendo system 
that that would blow my mind to see that happen. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's there was also that rumor that that game was uh, a leak created by Nintendo to to seek out leakers. So I don't, mm. you know, I don't know if that's really true or not. Who knows? Um, but I guess I guess we'll find out. I still think that Nintendo needs something. <laughs> they need something <laughs> fast. Uh, I know that Zelda is amazing, but you can't end your year in May, right? You have to have at least one or two games, which I th- I think like po- there's going to be some sort of Pokemon game this fall, without a doubt. There's going to be some sort of, mm. I don't know. I still think there's another Mario Party probably in the works, uh, something along those lines. But like you need something big for first party, right? You have to have something, right? Because yeah, like, yeah, because out of, outside, like I said, the level five, Bane and Kados one and two is the only thing I could think of. I'm like, yeah, I those don't are remasters. Know. They're not even like, you know, I mean, you could do like the Metroid Prime two and three remasters at some point, mm-hmm. right? But like, I don't know, man. I think the question would probably be is could Nintendo get through the fall with ports and I mean, they, in SL they probably, releases? They probably could. And I mean, the last couple waves of Mario Kart DLC also are coming this year, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you pro- Nintendo probably could do that, but then then you're going to get the conversation. Well, Zelda, Nintendo's swan song is Nintendo Switch done? You know, are these games ever coming out? You know, where's Metroid Prime Four? You're going to get you're going to get these conversations, and I don't think Nintendo yes. Nintendo has been on such an upswing the last five six years, right, with Switch and they've done such an amazing job of keeping fans engaged and having games ready. And, you know, they don't want to start having those conversations we were having at the end of the Wii and the Wii U life cycle, right? Where like, where are mm-hmm. the games? What are we waiting on? What's next? You know? And yeah, Zelda's great. It's going to last a lot of people, a lot of gamers months, if not years of their time. Right. I mean, yeah, but and, what's next? And I, what is next? And, and I think that's why I'm like, I'm not concerned Nintendo do anything for the fall and winter because they had such a strong like last six years. Mm-hmm. I just I think because of the my argument has been I need Xbox and Sony to do something for this fall and winter, and definitely Xbox have a lot planned for this fall. I don't know about winter yet. Sony got some stuff up in their hand. So if those two want to release something and really get gamers engaged into their ecosystem, the time mm-hmm. is now. I have said that Nintendo could fall back. You don't have to hit so hard. You can get all through with some second party and partner stuff in DLC. I think because mm-hmm. you have been going strong as a machine for the last six and a half years, it's insane. We got still so much content from Nintendo first party that is mind-boggling that people are still getting into. Fire, em- Fire Emblem Three Houses, I keep bringing it up because people are still playing it. People are going to well, that's because get Breath of the Wild. Fire, I think Fire Emblem Engage was such a disappointment to a lot of people. <laughs> uh, well, I, that game I mean, was, man... I wanted to like that game so much and like like mm. the, the gameplay the gameplay was fun but there was nothing to keep me pardon the pun but there was nothing to keep me engaged in between battles like 
The characters mm-hmm. weren't very interesting. And I wonder if I just spent so much time with three houses and like, I love those characters, but like, I also spent a lot of time with fire emblem awakening and, uh, yeah. fates. Right. And that didn't, you know, that didn't bother me, you know? So I, I, think, I don't know I what think, it was, man. I think Kobe tech got, I think Kobe tech brought something to the series and it hooked a lot of people mm-hmm. like, Shout out to the intelligence system giving direction and helping out. But Cory Techmo developed those games, and I really think they brought in a lot that just got people hooked on continue to stay hooked on it. So yes, it's like shout out we, to we, all the people who are ups, who are thirsty for the anime waifus. Okay. <laughs> that's that's uh, essentially what that's essentially essentially what Three Houses was with a little bit of combat in between. That's that's Nick's work with the waifus and stuff. But oh, but man. yeah, but but it's but we had that discussion that Fire Emblem has now become two separate versions. You mm-hmm. got the intelligence system ones, and then you got uh the Kobe Tecmo ones, and of course. Um, coming this Thursday, or by the time you guys see this, um, Fire Emblem: The Blazing Battle is coming on NSO for GBA Expansion Pass. People are excited to play it, but you got to realize this is going to have permadeath. Yes, you got the rewind feature, but get ready to get your tail kicked. Yeah, <laughs> in this game. Mm-hmm. This is not your this is not your modern day fire emblem. This is old school, hard as ever, yin yang fire emblem. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh I think I think that actually turned a lot of people off. And I wonder if Nintendo saw that. You know, I I mean I wonder how many people I wonder how many people that bought it expecting a three houses style adventure and then they didn't get one you know Mm -hmm. because i think i think the you know not to not to keep harping on on the negatives of engage or anything because i I actually don't think that game was bad i actually think hardcore fire emblem fans who've been playing it since gba which shout out to the gba version that just came out uh on nintendo switch online but like that game was made for those people but I think the people that are really into Fire Emblem now started with mm-hmm. Awakening or, you know, the 3DS yeah. versions. Right. And that's when the relationship building was happening. That's when, you know, building out your kind of, uh, I don't I guess, house or, air, you know, you could start setting stuff up and, and being more personable with your uh, characters and stuff and reverting back to the quote unquote old ways of fire emblem, I think turned a lot of people off. And I, I think you have to cater to the audience of the fans of fire emblem now, as opposed to like what it was when you first started. Right. And I think that, right. Uh, I wonder if Nintendo has taken note of that or intelligent systems have taken note of that and was like, Oh, well maybe we should do more of this style of fire emblem instead. Or if they're just going to, maybe, maybe they're going to do the thing where they alternate, right? Where like Mm -hmm. maybe the next game is from Koei Tecmo and we get a three houses style game. Or by the way, (coughs) I got in a conversation with someone on Twitter the other day about how Shez deserves her own real fire emblem game. (laughs) So, I, uh, I'm not ready for that. Oh man, I just want oh, like it's a, a day. Corey, it's a day one purchase. 
Oh, I know. But I don't, I don't, I, I literally don't know. I'm just like, what do you do? Like, yeah. I, I would sit back because my, because my thing is just like, okay, you touch your systems, you can't touch this. This is, this is Kobe Techmos. They, they gotta do this and everything. Yeah. So I um, really, where man, would I, they go? I really want that uh, Byleth statue that they released. That's like three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna uh, sell. I'm gonna sell like three of these PlayStation centric statues just to get that. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, but Maybe. but yeah, it's. Oh, uh, <laughs> I uh, all I know is, and I I'm ready. My phone will be ready for the phone call and the text. If the next Fire Emblem is a pirate game, and you see it, it, it if if it's a Nintendo Direct that happens and me and you are off and we're both watching it, yeah, like I like I I'm like okay, tell your job that you're going on lunch. Let's get on Zencaster. Let's get a 25 minute reaction and let's spend 10 minutes on this Fire Fire Emblem pirate game because this, I think, I, now is time. Now, now it literally is time. Who would do yeah. it though? I don't know. I think it's a. I, 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 I don't know if Kobe Tecmo is ready for a pirate style game. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I guess. I mean, we could we could sit here all day and and talk about that. But I mean, yes. as we are recording <laughs> in the middle of the day, we don't have all day. So, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. It, are is there any other things you want to talk about from these conferences that was announced? Uh, I feel like I'm missing um, something from Xbox. I know, actually. I know quickly. I know quickly for Starfield. Um, I'm going to begin the controller this week. I'm gonna order it. Um, I am looking forward to it. Um, the 30 frames thing discussion that don't do nothing for me. Um, but I did ask a question to uh, um, to ex the exp crew. Um, and I asked them, you know, with Digital Friday talking about 30 frames kind of still being the standard. Um, and I was asking them, do you think that that, that standard is going to carry over to Microsoft's next-gen console and they just need to start marketing frames per second uh, and everything? Um, yeah, but I also think the scope of Starfield, right, it's not the same mm-hmm. scope as something like um, as Redfall, for example, Dude, there's so much math and so much, uh, so many planets you can visit and just the things you can do in that game. And by the way, apparently it helped out with the graphics and the shooting in Starfield. So, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Uh, but like, I'm I'm shocked that they have it at a locked thirty. To be honest, like, just the amount of things that that game looks like it's trying to do is incredible. Yes. Whether like we stick with it or not like i'll i'll play it because it's on game pass but like i'm not a huge bethesda games person right like i mean i played a lot of oblivion and that was probably the last game i put more than a significant amount of time into i'm like on the bethesda side i'm more into like machine games and id and uh yeah you know interested in what arcane's doing than something like although i say that not playing those games and then i played a ton of breath of the wild and then i got really into open world games so maybe if i went back and played them maybe <laughs> maybe it would change my mind uh so maybe i'll play skyrim at some point uh but yeah i think i think that game is so ambitious in a lot of ways 
in the shipbuilding yeah, I, too alone <laughs> probably man yeah i the shipbuilding stuff i mm, i think i'm not creative enough for it i can't wait for people to get into it and really show off some cool designs and stuff um how many how many people I are going to build like star wars ships or like the enterprise or something from you know what what are these other shows like uh battlestar galactic like how many how many mm. people are going to start building like x-wings and stuff you know shoot i want to see someone build stuff on pilot wings and put it in this game oh boy pilot wings that's uh i want to see i want to see um i want to see some classic video game star wars ships like the, uh the evan hawk from knights of the old republic or uh yes what was uh Dash Rendar ship from Shadows of the Empire and in sixty four. Man, uh, by the way, I would like to see the. Sh- by yeah. the way, Shadows of the Empire just put that in a protective case too. Complete inbox, put it in a protective oh, ca- nice. case. Uh, I told you I was doing that with my games, right? Like yes. my older games, where like once we move and have a house, and like I have like an office space where I can display everything, and you know, kind of have my my corner in the basement somewhere somewhere <laughs> like i'm putting all my n64 and gamecube games in protective cases and i'm trying to acquire some at least some of the games by the way last story collector's edition i found it at my parents house i sent that to you oh um the picture yeah, of the did. last story yeah i I don't. Yes. So here's the thing: the game got destroyed, but I kept the collector's edition at my parents' house. So like the ca- like all <gasps> I need is the game, right? But I have uh-huh. the full collector's edition aside from the game, so I'm just gonna buy the game off eBay and stick it in there. But uh, man, shout out to Mistwalker, man. Lost Odyssey and <sighs> and and uh, I, Blue Dragon you... was Blue Dragon was okay, but Lost Odyssey and Last Story is good. I've uh, I, I have I have Blue Dragon to have Lost Story. Um, I mean, Lost Odyssey, and I I know you put it on Twitter to be like, man, we need a sequel or a remake of Lost Odyssey. I'm like, yeah, that the that energy, lots of people feel for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but shoot, yeah, uh, come on, Nancy, Pat, port the last story to Switch. Like, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, talking because everybody was talking about uh JRPG players are eating good. I'm like, yeah, we've been eating good. We be eating good, yeah. definitely on Switch, but uh, we need Nitsy to like drop some hotness. Yeah, I need I some it's... potato soup right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out. Was there anything else? I don't think there was really anything else for me from that showcase. I I'm excited for Xbox. I'm excited to see like how, I I want to see how Nintendo responds. I know they don't, you know quote unquote respond Mm -hmm. right like the way that xbox did to the playstation showcase right which was like abysmal and even more so now compared to what was shown this week but i want to see how nintendo kind of comes back and says hey we're still here too remember us this system that has sold 130 million units and uh continue to sale (laughs) yeah so uh yeah i want to out nintendo's really like the last one that we really don't know anything that's coming, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, yeah. PlayStation, I guess, but I don't really care about PlayStation. I'm not going to lie. I like, I've just, I've just come to the conclusion that I just don't care about PlayStation and that's okay. I think, you know, well, I know 
Final Fantasy 16 is, is the big game this week. I know, um, and I've been watching it, and, and I think it looks cool, and I will probably play it. I just, like, I was, I was, it, the thing is, too, is, like, I was really excited for it. And somewhere in between being really excited for it and, like, everybody playing it, I just kind of, like, am not excited for it. You know, like, and maybe like if I, drug, like, yeah, it's okay. kind of like a, I would rather, I, like, I still want to go back and play Jedi Survivor is the game that I want to play next, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I still, I need to finish Zelda is what I need to do. I'm pulling an edge and just like putting it down and not playing it. Uh, <laughs> except, <No. laughs> except I have three and a half years left on, on that timeline before <laughs> you can start making fun of me. So. Okay. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I need to get back into tears uh, and finish it up and stuff, but, but I'm still exploring, finding shrines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, I jumped into... So I popped in uh, One Piece Odyssey. Um, it was a, the, from the anime uh, manga One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a traditional role-playing game. Dude, the reason why this game is super long is that every about every ten to twenty steps is another cutscene? I spent I spent so much time going through the cutscenes and fighting battles. Like I haven't even took time to sit down and grind, grind, and everything. And I'm like, are you serious? And I'm playing this on normal. I was just like, how many cutscenes is in this game? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very get- happy. I'm very, I'm very. The thing is with Tears of the Kingdom, I wish I, I just like. So, as of this recording, we're recording the book club on all of the dungeons, uh, tonight, and uh, so I gotta somehow, I gotta finish the last one that we're talking about before the show tonight, uh, which I will do my best. Uh, I will play it in handheld mode for the first time. <laughs> since <I've, laughs> uh so man also i the more i see this this uh ally handheld the more i'm like man if i could just have that and play destiny and game pass and handheld oh is that gosh. the white is that the white one uh-huh, uh-huh. that's doing it i think what's phil spencer talking about it uh-huh. that yeah xbox has been promoting it as their handheld so hmm, it's because game cause it's pass a, uh, it's a full windows it's a full windows 11 pc uh with you know interesting and then, yeah and you can play s- s- any any um what do you call it pcs digital storefronts like you know uh battle.net or uh ea origin or, or the windows store or game pass or steam like you can play everything on it and i'm like man if i could just if I can play Destiny on this, if I can play Game Pass games on this, and if I can play Roller Coaster Tycoon on this thing, <laughs> I could just, I could just see you just be in heaven. Yeah. Just. <laughs> the only, the only thing that bothers me is the battery life, right? But like, the thing is, is I would only play this on the couch while I'm watching TV. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if it would be like a travel device unless I had some sort of giant battery pack to attach to it. Um. So that's and like it's the a only cloud-based issue. system, right? Nope, nope. Everything is you can download everything to it. It is a native device. Uh, 
like a is it a micro micro SD card kind of thing? Well, it's got an SSD inside, oh. and then you can add storage oh, with SSD. a with okay. a SSD card or a, or a uh, SD oh. card. You SD can card. okay. It has it has an SSD inside, and then you can also add an SD card for additional storage. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, dude, if you do play Destiny, you're going to need the storage. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a five twelve, so Destiny would be like one game, and then I would just do like two or three games on the SSD, like gotcha. like a like a Gears Tactics is something that I would love to play on it in mm. a handheld mode, right? Like that's a game that I loved while I was playing it, but like that's a handheld game to me. You know, Tactics games are kind of handheld games to me, <laughs> so <laughs> that's understandable. That's but understandable. also, like the other thing to me is, that, um, like I have a. I have a Mac, right? That's what we record on. That's what I edit on. And the one thing I hate is that whenever I need to use Windows, I need to boot it in from boot camp into it, right? And yes, I don't want to do that. And so the fact that there's a, a 100% functional Windows 11 PC on there that, you know, you can buy, like, it comes with a dock, but you can also buy, like, an accessory that... uh you know, has USB ports and, you know, all these things that you would need to run like, you know, uh, and Bluetooth. So you could hook up like a, a keyboard and a mouse to it and everything. Yeah. So like if we ever wanted to stream anything, hook that thing up to a monitor and and we could stream shows to it, you know, and, and oh, nice. that would be way easier to do. <laughs> than, uh, you know, but that's a that's something we can discuss another day at this point <laughs> yeah uh, i guess i think that's the point that we're going to wrap up everybody yeah. um this was a really good discussion uh just kind of recapping the summer game fest giving our thoughts about the games uh, the presentations you guys could check out on various youtube channels um let us know what you guys think of the presentations and are are you excited for some games um what you think nintendo has planned for the fall or what you would definitely like to see see um but with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend and we'll see you next time on nintendo pop Block. bye everybody bye nintendo pop Block is a product of boss rush media llc and is recorded from our headquarters in akron ohio the show is hosted by me, Edward Varnell. My co-hosts are Corey Derrick and Cordy Yikes. You can find Corey at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. You can find Cordy at Cordy underscore Yikes on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can find me at that Co on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Nintendo Powerblock on all social media platforms at Powerblock Podcast. You can also follow Bosswatch Media and Bosswatch Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Bosswatch Network, Discord, and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Visit Bosswatch.net for more great content and Patreon.com slash Bosswatch Media to learn how you can support this show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.